This message was presented at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. We're going to uh, continue. My name is Gregory Jackson, and uh, this is session three. And it's, the title of it is The Key of uh, Surrender, The Key to Perfect Peace and Happiness. Now, if you are, you know, just coming in and you didn't have uh, or weren't here for the previous two, we're, we've been building on some, some truths to get here and then we're going to move further. Um, and you'll catch some of it, but if, you, if it's a little confusing to you or you have some questions, you might want to get the previous tapes. I believe they're taping these so that you can get the whole series because there's some, each, each session is a building block for the next session. So uh, you're kind of coming in on, uh, what, the third grade level, and we've already had grade one and two. So uh, you understand that. So let's get into this now. The key to perfect peace and happiness, surrender. Uh, and I, I've, I've dealt with a quote that I just want to put those of you that weren't here aware of, and that was that uh, the surrender of the will is the substance of all of the teachings of Jesus. It's the substance of everything in the Bible because uh, the scriptures, the Lord says, search the scriptures uh, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that testify of me. And then he said, but you don't, you don't understand it because you will not come to me. And that's in uh, John 5, 39 and 40, I believe as my memory serves me. But uh, that was Jesus talking to the Pharisees and he said, yeah, I know y'all thinking. He said, but yes, uh, you know, but if you really want to understand scripture, they are they that testify of me. And when you really understand them, it'll lead you to come to me. And uh, so that's what we're dealing with, surrendering. And that's the way to come to Jesus. I, at the end, I'm going to, I mean, in the, in, in, in the sixth session, which is going to be Sabbath evening, I'm going to get into, it's going to be a practical applications of all the things. And I'm going to go step by step on how to go about it. Um, and, and entertain questions so it can be as practical as possible. So if you have questions, we may get time to get to some of them. But if you don't, make sure you're going to be in session six because we're going to bring all of this together and make it as practical as possible. OK. All right. Now, the key to perfect peace and happiness. Isaiah 26, three says, thou will keep him in what? Perfect peace. A lot of times people don't think, well, it's not possible to have perfect peace. Well, you can grow into that in Christ. So whose mind is what? Stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Trust you in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. And that's what surrender is all about, trusting the Lord. And we dealt with uh, the rich young ruler and where it says go and sell, that's, that's built on trusting in the Lord. Then we dealt with uh, the law of the spirit of life in Christ as you dwell in him. Now we're going to get into the law of service and we're going to connect all of these laws together to show how, and really I can call it righteousness by law, <laughs> but not the kind of law we think, the law of surrender. All right, here it is. It says now, uh, this, is, this is the inspired commentary, and I'm going to get this before I, Desire of Ages 331, paragraph two. It says, those who take Christ at his word, and surrender their souls to his keeping. 
By the way, let me just say this while I'm thinking about it. Um, my, um, I, I, am, I, am, I had 36 years of ministry, and the Lord impressed me to leave ministry. And I've written uh, three books, and the Lord has impressed me to leave ministry so I can go wherever he sends me, when he tells me, instead of being uh, locked into one church. And also, I'm doing, I do weekly blogs. I started a blog, and I have a website. I'm a 501c3 um, um, tax-exempt corporation. So I have a website, and on that, you can, uh, if you want, you can sign up where the, the weekly blogs will be sent to you, where I'm dealing with these kinds of things on a regular basis. So you can get those weekly blogs free. Um, if you just want it, you can sign up. And I'll tell you, and I'm going to pass out my cards to those who want it so that you can know how to get on the website. You can sign up to get the weekly blogs. Also, you can uh, get the materials like the, the books and that kind of thing from my website as well. And I have books here that I'll make available to those who would like to get them. After each session, we'll, we, can, you can, we can see if we have a little time to, to, to work that in. So um, if you want one of those, uh, my cards, my wife again. You'll, she'll give you one of those cards, and you can go from there. Those who take Christ at his word and surrender their souls to his keeping, their lives to his ordering, will find peace and quietude. Nothing of the world can make them sad when Jesus makes them glad by his presence. In perfect acquiescence, that means perfect surrender when you give over to. Acquiescence. Yeah, in perfect acquiescence, there is perfect rest. Sabbath language here. We're going to tie it into that a while. How you enter into God's rest. There's a rest that remains that my people have yet. For if Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. Anyway, uh, there is in perfect acquiescence, there is perfect rest. The Lord says, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Our lives may seem a tangle, but as we commit ourselves to the wise master worker, there is surrender again. Again, uh, in, 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 in inspired commentary, uh, it is full of the surrender quotient. That means uh, it's, that, it's, that, uh, it's that surrender message because it's the basis of all truth. And we're going to get into even deeper ones. And the handout hits a lot, but it doesn't touch as many as there are. He will bring out the pattern of life. It says, well, let me go. But as we commit ourselves to the wise master worker, he will bring out the pattern of life and character that will be to his own glory. You don't have to worry about it. Just do the one thing. God will do the rest. And that character, which expresses the glory character of Christ, perfectly reproduced, will be received into the paradise of God. A renovated race shall walk with him in white, for they are worthy. The desire of ages, 331 Paragraph two. Now it says here. Let me just go back up because, well, I'll say right here. What is it? It says now, if we keep our mind stayed on him, he will keep us in perfect. How do we keep our minds stayed on the Lord? How do we do that? Well, surrender is the key, but I'm going to apply it again. Everything I'm telling you is based on surrender. Everything. But I'm just, we're going to see how practical surrender is when we really understand it fully. Now, and I've, the way I've understood these truths, because I understand the Lord taught me what surrender is. And when I've applied that 
that principle to everything in the Bible, I began to understand Scripture more deeply than I ever understood it before. That's why I'm able to present these different... And it's simply, people say, how do you know all these things? I deal with uh, seminars on marriage, on, on every subject. Because when you deal with surrender, Christ is able to fix anything. Anything. So people say, well, man, you have all this knowledge. How do you know all these? I only know one thing. Surrender. Jesus will fix it. That's what I know. And I tell you how to get to Jesus. And no matter what your problem is, he will fix it. So that's all we have to do. Just one thing. Because Jesus is the answer. He's the answer. And when we get, when we understand it and get people to just lay all before the Lord and let him do his work, get out of his way. Say, Lord, fix me, Jesus. I trust you. I depend on you. And do that daily. Jesus will do a tremendous work. I'm telling you, I'm a walking, walking testimony to the power of God through surrender. I'm going to see this while I'm there because I've always, and see, this thing is for people who are desperate. So when people are ready to commit suicide, I got something to tell you. I can tell you when people, and people have been, people have been there, they say, I'm sick. I said, well, hey, you're closer to the kingdom than you ever were. Now I can tell you how to get to Jesus. This, this is good for people. People say, well, what can I tell them? They're ready to kill. I say, well, because I have a way you can die, but you can find some life. Because this one, you have to die. But see, as long as you think you have an option, let me tell you this. As long as we think we have a human option, we'll take it. We'll take it. Jesus is the last thing one we want to go to to give him everything. Well, Lord, I, I fought him. I'm going to say this real quick because I want to. Yeah. The way he taught me about I can be your all, because one thing that's near and dear to us is human companionship. Because we're born separated from God, so we're born lonely, aching for companionship. And we want the companionship that only God can give because we want unconditional love. We don't want conditional love, but we'll take any kind of love because we're that desperate. And because uh, we, uh, I don't want to go too far because there's more stuff. There's so much more I can tell. But let me just go here. When and I, I, my life is an open book. I'm on my second marriage because my first marriage, I didn't understand the truths I'm sharing with you. And I was a pastor when I went through the divorce. Now, the choice to divorce wasn't mine, I have said. But it was mine originally. I wanted out, and I let her know I wanted out, but I was too afraid to do it. And, and until I, God showed me, because you know what? I believed in it, because I was lonely. And I said, you know, I'm looking for, you suppose God gave you, gave you to me to make me happy. And the Lord showed me and said, no, I didn't. I'm the source of your happiness. I never gave you another human being to be your God. I am your God. Amen. And if you love the gift more than you love the giver, then you can't treat the gift the way it should be treated. God has shown me how to love when, I, when you may be doing something that makes me feel that you don't love me. Because he's the source. And if the Lord wants me to be in that relationship, there have been times where even with other people, I'm not talking about marriage, marriage I'm using the most difficult, but just another relationship when I'm working with individuals and trying to lead them to Christ and they're going through all kinds of changes and, and it's affecting them. I'm just saying, I'm done with you. And the Lord said, no, you're not. And gives me the desire to keep on going. One of my friends said, man, I don't know how you hung with me because man has a number. I said, I got my number too because many times I said, I'm done with this fella. But the Lord said, no. 
and gave me what I needed to continue. And I wanted to. But that comes from connecting with the Lord. So when, when I, was, I wanted to get, but then the Lord said, you know, he showed me. And I fought this because he told me, and I just put it in basic language because I'm raw. I'm real. I told the Lord, when he showed it to me, he said, Greg, I will be that to you. I said, well, Lord, I believe you can do anything, but guess what? I do not want you to be my woman. That's right. I'm for real now. I said, I don't want you to be my woman. I want a real hand in the whole, you know. Lord, I know you Jesus and you can do anything. But God, not that. Not that. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. And I thought about that. Lord said, okay. I got more miserable. Now, one thing I would not do. I would not get a divorce unless God told me I could, even when I had grounds. Because that's legal. And the Lord said, he said, well, I gave you a divorce because of the hardness of your heart. You won't listen to me. So I had to give you some parameters. Because you were divorcing folk because they burnt the food. That's what they were doing. I'm saying this. He said, I had to give you the bill of divorcement because you won't listen to my spirit. So here's some laws. But guess what? The law is not supposed to be Jesus. That was the rule. He said, I gave you those human laws. Not divine. Human. I suffered it because of the hardness of your heart. Because you won't come to me. Because if you came to me, I will give you the strength to stay in it if that's what you needed to do. I also give the strength to let it go when it was time. Mm-hmm. But you won't listen to me. So I have to give you some rules. But that's not how it's always been. And in the kingdom, it's not going to be that. It was a who Lord can be saved. <laughs> ah. I'm trying to get back to this, y'all. <laughs> I really am. But the stuff hitting me right now that's so practical. And because, see, I didn't want that. Now, the Lord had to show me. Once and for, so, but eventually, I surrendered because I was so desperate. I said, I'm miserable, Lord, and I can't not let me out this way. Because I told him, I said, Lord, we made a mistake. I was young and dumb, and I was. I was out there. I don't need to get in. But when I came, I turned around all of a sudden, and I had my, uh, my, 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 my first wife was pregnant with my child. I said, I want to raise my children. I never wanted, you know, baby kids. So I said, you know, let's do the right thing. And, uh, and God can still make it work. And he could, he would say, Greg, it doesn't matter how it started. I can make it. You pick, you, you turn to me and shift your motive for marriage. Oh, Lord, all this in a book. I can't give it all. Shut up. Let's get to the point. Uh, he, he showed me, you know, once I fully, I got desperate because I couldn't get out of it. I was miserable. I said, okay, Lord, I'll take it a day at a time. But you got to, you know, and so I started growing. And I came to the truth that in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body. And in him, I'm complete. I never would have tried him to that limit because as long as I had another option, I would take it. And I was putting on my wife burdens that had no business being there. You're supposed to make me happy. You're supposed to make me complete. And if you don't, then I begrudge you because you're supposed to. God put you in my life for that. And if you don't do it, what do I need you for? Make me miserable? No, I don't think so. The Lord said, no, I didn't give you that for that purpose. Huh? That's leading me to another point. Because we tell people, he, well, it's not good to be alone. And we flip it to sinful reasons. 
The reason's not good for me to long so you can make me happy. No. That's the way we feel because we're born in sin. But that wasn't the original purpose. The original purpose is it's not good for you to be alone because if you by yourself, you, all you think about is yourself and you have to grow more like me and that means you have to give of yourself selflessly. So if it's not good for you to be alone because all you be is thinking about, you need to be challenged by other people because it's going to make you grow and die to self. That's what it means. So even if you're single, it doesn't mean that you can't be made whole. It's not good for you to isolate yourself from everybody else because you need to learn how to be selfless too and grow in his love, which will fulfill you. And start, when I start receiving from God, then I could start giving to my wife, even though she wasn't giving to me. At first, I couldn't do it because I needed some love because she was draining me. And I said, I need some help. I can't get it from you. You're killing me. I need to get away from you. And it was true in the flesh, but it was not true in God. But I had to learn that. And that's where I learned surrender. This is where I learned surrender through this heart, which would have been my worst trial became my greatest blessing. Because it forced me to go to Jesus. I had nowhere else to go. And he wouldn't let me out of it. He said, no, it's not. And when the time came, he allowed it to happen. And I'm with my wife now, and I told her, jokingly, she went to give me something. I'm blessed. That woman is a good woman, sin of God. Doesn't mean she doesn't have faults now, but it does mean she knows what I know. That when I'm acting like a knucklehead, she go to Jesus and get what he needs so he can keep on loving me where I am and let me grow in my space. And I do the same for her, and it's just like, it's, I go to get it from the Lord, and he gives it, and he gives it to me, he gives it to her, so it's a circle. And we're growing more and more in Jesus, getting closer and closer. And we've had our battles, but the battles bring us closer. Oh, I didn't come for all of this. Yeah. Yes, I did. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, where was I? Woo. Okay. Let's get back on track. Christ followers have been redeemed for service. Our Lord teaches that the true object of life is what? Because uh, the question is, how do we keep our mind stayed on Jesus? All right. The whole, wait a minute now. The, our Lord teaches the true object of life is not to get money so you can take care of yourself. Job mentality. It's not to get a career so you can have a certain kind of life. That's what the world gives you. Job mindset or career, and it's about you. And so you're trying to serve the devil. Yes, I said it. Six days, because he's mammon. If you're going to work for money, you're serving mammon, who is the god of this world, who is under the control of the prince of this world, the devil. We're going to see what Sabbath is really all about in a minute. You can't serve him six days and God won. And think you're going to walk in growing in the Lord. No, sir, you cannot do it. God said it. It's the law of service, which we're going to read here. Law of service says, I'm jumping all ahead of myself. You cannot serve God and mammon. Job mindset got to go. Career mindset got to go. That's what the world will give you. The best one is career. God has a better one, a higher one. Ministry. That's serving him 24-7. You're not off six days to do your thing. 
that's different from God's thing. What is that? But that's how we've been in church. And God knows the truth is progressive. He said, that's where you were, but I have more truth for you, son. That will keep you. And once you learn this thing, you will see how the Sabbath will see you. I'll stop right there. You'll come to that. Okay. Christ himself was a worker. And to all his followers, he gives the what? The law. There's another one. All these laws are really the law of surrender. Every last one of them. Said it in different ways. But the law of service. The law of service. Now, that's service to God and to their fellow man. That's evangelism 24-7. We don't do evangelism. We are evangelists. Not just uh, 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 Mark Finley. We are a witness. 24-7. No off time. No six days to do your thing and then come back to square one up. No, sir. 24-7. It's a mindset. So, when I go to work, the difference is everybody else is going there to make money so they can survive job or make money so they can have a higher plateau of life career. You're going there to reflect the character of Jesus Christ. Take no thought what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. That's not your business. That's how the Gentiles think. I got your back. You go there to to you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, revealing that, and I will add. But we even interpret it, and God has worked with it, because he said that's where we are. That's, the, that's, grade, that's kindergarten, Sabbath truth. But I got more to reveal. When you really get this thing, it'll be the full-blown. It's not six days you do your thing. And one day, you're about God's thing. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember it every day to not prepare for the one day when it gets here, but to keep it holy every day. Walk with me, Gregory. Have fellowship with me. Don't depart from me six days and then come back with me one. I'm not giving you six days to break from me and one to serve me. Ah, so we try to cram everything spiritually in one day and it wears us out when we should be resting because we've been dealing with it all day. Six, now we come apart the rest of a while and celebrate how good God has been to us throughout the six days as we walk with him and talk with him. Didn't our hearts burn along the way? And as that burning shined up in us, other folks saw the glory and were either repelled by it because some folk going to hate you or drawn by it. But either way, they saw some light because you can't hide it. And when you go there, my purpose is to do it. Joseph, how you going to stand with Sister Potter for coming there and talk about the good career you got, boy? She said, look, boy, if you don't sleep with me, this good job, this good career you got, you had a job when you was first got here, and that was busting suds and emptying slop jars. But you did that like ministry. And then the Holy Spirit, God said, look at that boy, there's a different spirit in him. 
And he saw that this man, he said, he ain't working for me. He, work, he, doing, he has a different spirit. The way he does, the way he emptied them slop jars is a Bible study to me. He didn't talk about them. He walked about it. He wasn't talking about it. He was being about it. And the Lord pointed him out and said, look at him. You're going to find a spirit in him you don't find anywhere else. Because he don't work job. He don't work ministry. He works, I mean, he don't work career because he would be messed up. He could be saying, pouting, Lord, why you get me here? You let my brother sell me after that big dream you gave me. I don't want to be here. Look at here. I'm up here emptying buckets with boo-boo in it. What in the world is this? You gave me this dream I was going to be great. And look at what's going on. I'm sick of being here. He could have been pouting. God couldn't have showed him any. He could have told him, don't look at that boy. Because you won't see me. Lord have mercy. Don't look, please. If you have a job mindset, that's what you're going to do. Because a lot of times you just dare to make, get by. Working for man, yourself, really. And then you want, every now and then, maybe I can do some ministry. How are you going to do Every now and then? That's the whole purpose. Should be. But you, and if it is, you don't have to always be talking about well, the Bible, the Lord, just live it. People going to see it, and then you'll have opportunity. When you talk, they'll listen, because they saw the sermon before you preached it. And even when you don't know it, people are watching, because the Lord's going to hold the Spirit and say, look at it. Look at her. Look at how they do. Something different about them. It even works out practically. Because everybody, don't you know, people are looking for people that will work, work good. They're looking for good workers. You get a business, the hardest thing to find is a good worker. Yeah. And if you're an entrepreneur, that's what's your number one. I, if I find me some good people, we're gone. It's going to work. And when you work for God, you have a mindset of excellence in every little thing you do. I want to do it to God's glory. See, this is ministry. You do the same thing. See, you're doing evangelism naturally, every day. You don't have to go out here and knock on strangers' doors. You are being a light right where you are, doing what you do 24, six days a week more than you do on the Sabbath. And you don't have to get out of your comfort zone. You just get in God's comfort zone and you'll be more comfortable because you'll keep your, he'll keep your mind set on him. When you get overlooked, you, your flesh will rise, but just turn to Jesus and say, Lord, Work with me because I know I'm here for ministry, but my flesh is acting up right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got to keep it real. My flesh is acting up right now, Lord. I don't appreciate nobody does. Just be real with God. Don't act like you all that. Oh, I didn't care when they fast. Yes, you did. But take it to Jesus. Keep your mind stayed on him. See, I have a principle. The moment I have anything other than God's peace is because my mind is not on him. Go by that rule. The moment you're ready, but you're going to know what you're going to find out. You're so used to drama, you don't even know you're upset. You're you, you right, right, because I, I was upset for hours. Didn't even realize. I said, wait a minute. I don't walk like this. I, I, I've been upset for a long time. I'm just not getting, thinking about Jesus. I'm so used to it. Now I'm not. I'm so used to peace. Because I've been doing this thing. I'm so used to peace. The moment I say, well, I know what the problem is. I'm going to stop focusing on that person. Because as long as I think about them, I, I'm mad. I want to get you because you, you made me, you, you, you thwarted my goal. You can't thwart my goal if my goal is to serve the Lord. You can thwart my goal if I got another agenda, though. 
if I'm not ministry-minded. Huh? See, I'm talking about practical stuff. You can talk about serving the Lord and all that you want, but if you don't get your mind on him, all that is foolishness. That's just something to say. It's not going to control your emotions because your emotions will know what your inner thoughts are and your inner goals. And anybody that frustrates your purpose, and if your purpose, if you're not called according to his purpose, it ain't all good. And when we are out of whack, it's because our purpose is out of whack with God somewhere down the line. And if you go to the Lord, he'll show you what it is, when you can handle it, and he'll work with you. He's a tender shepherd. I love the way God works. I love him. I'm telling you, when you start doing surrender, you fall in love with Jesus. Because he's the source of your whole life. And it becomes so much better. So, I, I, folk, I, I don't, I'm, I'm way off course, but I'm really on course, so work with me. We'll get what we need to get anyway. Here Christ has presented to the world a higher conception of life than they have ever known, because all we've known is job and career. By living to minister for others, man is brought into connection with Christ. When you do it the right way, you have to connect to Christ, because self doesn't do it naturally. And you'll find yourself all caught up on the job. You get mad. You're upset. <laughs> Great. Get your mind on the Lord. Because you're here to represent. See, we, we, we get upset and think we have a right. Shoot, I'm going to be upset. They mistreated me here. Yeah, they're going to mistreat you. <laughs> they mistreated Jesus. This is the, we're in, we're in, we're on the devil's play. Uh, you at war. You know, you think you're a civilian. No, you're not. You're in the greatest battle that ever was, and you're fighting the, the, most, the strongest force that ever been. Uh, 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 Russia and all of they don't have a thing on Lucifer. You better armor up. <laughs> I was in the Vietnam War. You know who got killed the most? Civilians. Because they weren't prepared for it. Soldiers were ready. Armored up. Everything else and walking and looking, being vigilant. We walk around here, oh, I'm here just like everybody else. I just want to get me a job and a family and I'm going to pray to the Lord. That's what he wants me to have. No, you don't. You're at war. Quit yourself like soldiers. You better get out of that mindset. Service. Who are you going to serve today? Whose side are you on? We're in a great controversy, the greatest battle that was ever fought. And we are soldiers, the greatest soldiers. And eternity depends on the way we act. Because God has put his vindication on our shoulders. And he says, now I'll work through you. So that even the angels will see the glory of God. Because they don't fully understand it. They're watching and they say, Woo, look at God. Look at Jesus. He took that rascal Gregory. And look how he got that boy going. Have mercy. He's a bad somebody. Woo! Look at him. All right, now. By living to minister others, the law of service, the law of service is, becomes a connecting link. Very key. Sabbath, you're going to see, is what connects us and keeps us connected. We're going to see it. I don't know if we'll see it in this session. I might have to flow it over to the next one. How are we doing? 
Good. I mean, give me some care. <laughs> all, right, all right. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Now, all, as Christ out of the lessons, 326, paragraph 3. All right? All right, all right. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Now, this, t- this tells us why it connects us. Yeah, I've kind of hit it already. Therefore, 1 Corinthians 5, 17, 18 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creation, because God is, you know, because now the law, the law of the spirit, here's the other law. The law of the spirit of life that's in Christ is going to start working. And you can't stay the same in Jesus Christ. You cannot. It's impossible to be in Christ and stay the same. Can't happen. Because it's a law. It's a law that is going to work. And that law connects to the law of service. Because if you stay in Christ, the law of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will keep you in service to God because he'll start making you more righteous and your whole goal in life will be the mind of Christ. Christ in you equals, Christ in me equals GYC. The generation of youth that's dedicated to Jesus Christ to the point that we're going to get up out of here. And if you don't have menu, you can say GYC all you want, but you won't see Jesus. Now, okay. And all things, all things are passed away. How many things are new? All things? Does that mean when I go down in that water and I had some Issues, issues. And I come up, now I don't have them anymore. No. But how is everything all new then? It's all new, he tells you. All things are now of God. It's a mindset that says, before we're living for self and self alone. When When we get in Christ. Now our whole purpose is to glorify God. When you, that's your purpose, everything you do is new. When you go to your job, you used to go to get ahead or to pay the bills. Job. To get, now, you go there for ministry. And now, because you go to ministry before, what could wear you out now? If you just had a job, you hate it. I don't want to go there flipping no burgers. But now, it's more important than that. I'm going there because I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ. That's the most important job in the world. Now you got a whole other purpose and you have a, a mission now. And that little humdrum job now becomes something that's extra special. When you walk into that room, you are the man of woman of God. God has a ministry that's your church and you are assigned to let them see Jesus in you. You're not there taking thought like the rest of them. Because if you do, you're going to act just like they do. And when you get a pink slip and lose that job, you're going to fall apart because that was your savior. I needed that money, Lord. Well, the Lord said, I'm still God. Who was taking care of you anyway? Was it the money or was it me? But as long as we have the mindset of job and ministry, you can talk dependent on the Lord all you want. The way you think is the way you are. 
And if you see it like everybody else in Jesus, if you're in him, he flips that thing. You may have it for a minute, but like in the seminars like this or just in your home. I never heard it like this, but the Holy Spirit revealed it because I hungered for God. I had my issues and still do. But one thing I did when I came, I truly just wanted to serve God. You know, last night, the, woman, the, the young lady, she said, the Fox Book of Martyr was one of my favorite books. I said, that's one of the few people I've ever heard. It was one of my favorite books. I wasn't tripping on all that gory stuff. I didn't get off on that. What I got off on is I want to have the kind of relationship with God like these people that nothing can stop it. I want to be so dedicated to my God. I was a little boy when I, see, there was just something, there was a spirit, I was blessed by my parents because my, my grandfather was like that. And thank, but I'm telling you, just as much as I got that, I was one of the biggest rascals you ever saw in your life. Ask my mother, if there was something wrong, I was involved in it. People said, that boy ain't going to never amount to nothing. But the spirit of God was, the force was strong with me. <laughs> People didn't see it, but God saw it. And I tell, oh, that's another whole story. I, ain't got I can tell you story after story after story. But anyway, here we go. All things are now of God who reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Let the world know what Jesus has done. Let them know what God is. God has already reconciled. You need to get reconciled to him. He died and gave you Jesus. He got the whole ball of wax ready for all you need to do is accept it. That's all I did. Look at what's happening in my life. That's what I'm here for to tell you. You here trying to, you think I'm here to make it to work just like you? No, God has me. He just, this is my assignment. He, and when, guess what? When I get a pink slip, I'm not going to fall apart because he got another assignment for me. Because I never work for the boss anyway. I work for the real boss. Amen. This is why you're going to be able to stand when everybody's standing in line. Sign me up. I came by a cell. Oh, Lord, I've been walking like this since I was a little boy. Since I was a little girl, now all of a sudden I'm supposed to trust Jesus. I didn't trust him when it was easy. Now I'm going to lose everything. You think I'm going to start trusting him all of a sudden because I know about the seventh day I, I know. You're going to do what you've been doing. If you ain't been serving, you're going you're gonna to serve who you've been serving. It's the Lord's service. You're going to see what that is. Let's get there. Let's hear him get there. Let's get there. Come on. Come on here. Hey, you see the ambassadors for Christ. We did. We here. As God was, but the one, God was in Christ and you, Christ in you is God in you. That's the power. That's the power. Anyway. All right. Okay. Okay. Huh. Oh. Woo, 20. Okay, I'm rolling pretty good. You scared me at first. It's on five. It's all Lord. I'm in trouble. Anyway. Okay. Isaiah 32, 17. Here's a principle. You need to him. need to get it. Here it says, the what? See, we don't think righteousness is a work. So when it says six days do your labor, it's talking about this kind of labor. We think it's mammon labor. Lord's servant says, well, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. It ain't, it's not mammon labor. But God is, again, truth is progressive. He said, okay, if, you'd, if, the, if the church hadn't, you know, kind of fought off righteousness by faith in 1888, we'd have, we'd have been there by now. But he's come back to it. He said, now, when you get there, and righteousness by faith is nothing but surrender. It's surrender. I just showed you something. It's surrender. <clears throat> and, and, and man rejected for obedience to law. And I don't want to say it. 
We're, we've preached the law, the law, the law so much that we are dry as the hills of Gilboa having neither dew nor rain. And God has been waiting in the wings patiently that eventually I'm going to get my church together. They're going to hear me eventually and I'm going to take a remnant through. With this message, it is righteousness by faith. It is the three angels' message. It is the gospel. Jesus saves. And anything that defies that truth is not gospel. If you got some eye in there anyway, it's not the gospel. What good thing can I do? There's only one good. It's not a thing. It's a person. His name is God, and if he's not in you, there is nothing you can do. This is what is going to get us home. This is the thing that's missing. Jesus in me. Nothing new but something different because we haven't been doing it. We haven't been taught to do it. We talk about surrender, but what we call surrender ends up not being that. It ends up being you doing it. Every kind of way. And we don't mean it to be that, but the flesh, all it knows is what the flesh can do. So once we do it, we may talk it. And guess what? When you first come to the Lord, this is when you had that first love further. When you first come to the Lord, if you really come to him right, you come to him because you know there's nothing I can do, Lord. I need you. But then we get in and we say, well, now you can do this to be holy. You got to make sure you get your study in. You got to make sure you did this. You got to be all good stuff. But there's a first step that must be taken before we can be renewed in all that holy stuff. And that's Jesus gets in me because I give him permission and I give him control. Here's my will, Lord, today. Take it. Make it yours. Have your way. All my plans, I lay it at your feet to be carried out or given up as your providence, the way you allow things to work out. As your providence shall indicate. Then I can say, when it doesn't work out, it's all good. Because I'm got i on call. I'm called according to God's purpose. What's that? I want to manifest the glory of Jesus. I want to be reproducing his righteousness. And he will use this thing to accomplish that. Just like this thing that I didn't call good when my marriage was falling apart. And I said, oh, it's not good until I switched my purpose to align with the Lord. Then it worked for good. That's why in my book on divorce or blessing, that's what I'm talking about. Because when you deal with Jesus, it doesn't matter what kind of thing you handle him. He'll turn that lemon into lemonade. You just have to do the one thing. But that one thing is against our very nature. And Jesus has to kill that nature. You and I can't do it. Anyway, the work of righteousness. Look at here. Look at here. I love this stuff. Shall be what? Peace. See, well, the more I, I get the right mindset, 
I have more peace. When I go to job, I have more peace. When I go here, I have more peace. Because everything I do is about ministry. I, I play. Now, I know some folks have a problem with this. But that's all right. I don't care. I'm going to let you know. See, I've always been athletic. And the Lord knows that. And he says, okay, I want you to, I want the health, you know, and all that. But you got to let me be in control of that because my nature says I'll go extreme. I'm competitive by nature. So it'll be about how good Greg is and I want to go overboard with it. And God is teaching me, even through sports. Now, I'm going to tell you, the Lord is good. He's a prodigal father. He knows what you really love. and He gives you the desires of your heart, which you don't know. Because if it was up to me, I'd have been spending all money on certain kind of cars that I could buy, but I couldn't afford to keep up. So now I'm car poor, supporting a car, and I can't really have the money to do the things that I really enjoy. And God has made me so, oh, Greg, you're always getting into more mess. Because, see, I was, I was, before I was going to buy a certain kind of car, because you know what? I wanted the car. Let me just say this. Faith is the substance of the things you hope for. Oh, man, this, this stuff is so good and so powerful. Don't you know you can have everything your heart desires right now? Right now, through faith. Because faith is the substance of the things you hope for. Who? Who? That means... See, substance is a chair. That's something real. Now, I'm saying that to say, I thought I wanted a car, a certain kind of car. I ain't going to tell you the name of the car because you'll say, oh, that means I shouldn't have that kind of car. That's wrong. It ain't got nothing to do with the car. It had to do with the motive in my mind. There's no such thing as a sinful car. It's sinful people. Okay. All right. No, no. I said, okay. And I was going to get it. And I said, Lord. And, the Lord, and here's what the Lord showed me. He said, Greg, you don't really want that car. The reason you want that car is because that car will make you feel special. I said, well, I will make you special. I will give you the substance. See, I want the car because I think it's going to give me a certain thing. But the Lord said, you don't need the car. I'm going to give you the substance of what you hope for. So now, before I got the car so it'll make me feel special, now I make the car special. I don't care if it's a hoopty. He's carrying somebody special in it, so the car is special because of me. I'm not made special because of the car, and I'd rather have it like that because that car is going to deteriorate. And even before it deteriorates, after a while, it's just a car. I'm sick of it. Plus, it's making me broke anyway. Get rid of it. Give me a boop. I don't care. So I can have some money. I can enjoy do some things that I ain't really enjoy. The Lord said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you that feeling with the car you have. And that two, little to and fro car will take you to and fro. And you'll have money that you can use on things you really like, and I'll let you have it. I love golf. And I play golf. A lot. <laughs> but not more than God wants me to, and I let him guide that, and he does. And I rest, I rest in that. And I'm telling you, I learn more on golf because my nature is competitive. And I'll be up there, and I'll be saying, you know, I'm going to show, because I, I'm, I, I'm good at what I do now. 
Don't get it twisted. <laughs> and but 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 and the Lord said, and then when I'm really out there, my game is terrible. And I said, Lord, I know. I know what you're telling me. I've getting too much into this thing here. And I have, and I and I, I'm work, I'm working, God is working on my character 24-7. And when I'm out there, he said, Greg, it's you. You can't show this man that you're playing with my glory acting like that. Stop that foolishness. And I've done golf events and people. See, as a pastor, you don't run into a whole lot of people. You just be church folk. But when you do stuff like play golf, I've gotten people in church from tennis. I do tennis evangelism, golf evangelism, <laughs> grocery store evangelism. Yeah, yeah, because I'm serving him 24 my mind is always on him. And he said, Greg, here, do this. Some things I don't even know why I'm doing after way after night. I said, God, you was in that. You worked that out. He's ordering my steps. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And nothing haphazard happens to you. It's all in God's will. So stop calling. It may be negative in and of itself, but with the Lord, it's all good because God has a purpose. That's why Joseph said, I know when you did it. I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. I know you did it for evil. But guess what? God intended it for good. But if you have a job or career mindset, you can't say that because they have thwarted me. I had this great dream. Y'all sold me to uh, 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 these people. Now I'm in Potiphar's house because of you. And I'll never have my dream. Now you can't say it's good. Because you're, you're not in line with God's purpose. All things work together for good for them who are called, who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose which is ministry, which will cause you to walk with him 10. Oh, Lord, see, I get carried away. Anyway, that's all right. Walk with him 24-7, and your fellowship will cause... Let me, let me, let me get here. Because anyway. yeah. that leads right back into this story, and I better stay there while I'm there. Because <laughs> here's the law of service. I'm going to hit it real fast. It's going to come back in the next session because I really haven't gotten into the Sabbath on this, but I'm going to get into it in the next section and begin to deal with the mark of the beast at the same time. No man can serve two masters. Here's the law of service. Jesus gives it. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot, absolutely cannot, serve God and mammon. Now, this is going to play into the fourth commandment because we say in the fourth commandment, we interpret it in a way where you can serve mammon six and be holy on the seventh because you stopped serving mammon. And you're still serving mammon because you're trying to keep the Sabbath holy in your flesh, which is unholy, and that's why you can't enjoy it. Because the same power that you walked in in the sixth, you walk in on the seventh too, and it's sin. All your righteousnesses. I told you you had to have a new definition of sin. If righteousness, holiness is dwelling, is agreement with God so you can stay in him, then sin is to not be in agreement with God because you're walking in your flesh. 
And so all your words and all your thoughts are yours. I don't care how holy. You may be saying, well, I won't talk about that. I just want to talk about Jesus today. That's your thoughts. And that's your words because that's what you think makes you holy. Get like this. And then we say, come on, follow us. People say, "Uh uh-uh. No. Huh. I'm looking for something that's going to bring me some relief. You talking about more burdens. I don't have but so much joy and you trying to take that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't. What can I do? You have to be in Christ and then you won't ask that question. All right. right. Can I serve? And then he says, take no thought. Take no thought. Take no thought. And it says, here's if you're going to serve me, you just, you be about, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That's even God's formula for success. You want to be successful in life? Get a higher conception in life. Get Think ministry. Serve God 24-7. And stop trying to add to yourself, which gives you stress. Trust God. He said, for all these things that the Gentiles seek. After all these, he said, take no thought. Now, you know, the first thing, when we wake up, we, the first thing, we can't even talk to God. Can't even hear his voice. Because we got all kind of unholy traffic. Our thoughts. He don't bump with it. Get the kids. All kind of. And God's trying to speak to us, and we got all kind of stuff. Even holy stuff. Well, I got to make sure that this, uh, I got, if I don't, it's going to fall apart. Look, look here, this don't work. The devil show his business. Stop giving the devil all that credit. Got your mind on the devil more than you do the Lord. I want to say that in my flesh when things don't go my way, but I have to surrender and say, Lord, you know what you're doing. If you allowed it, yeah, the devil may intended it for evil, but if you allowed it, you're going to work it out. Stop giving the devil all that credit. Who's in charge of your life? The devil or the Lord? Who has more power? If it's the Lord's plan, the devil can't stop it, can he? Well, stop telling it then. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about us. Now, seek first the kingdom of God. All these things shall be added unto you. If you believe that, it'll be peace. Five. Okay, here we go. Oh, I done jumped all the way down. I, I wanted to give a, a thing here. I, I, I ain't seen it, but I guess here it is. I, I ain't going to go. I'm going to go back. We'll get into that next. I end with this. I end with this now. I know see, my mind is racing, trust me. Trust me. That's why y'all hear, y'all hear this jingle, this jangle thoughts. <laughs> anyway, here's what I end with. You're going to find this, and here's the principle I Proper earthly occupation results in daily heavenly preparation. When you occupy the right way, it's going to kill two birds with one stone. See, we've been trying to serve God and mammon too, and we're trying to find time for God. You will never find time because you either serve one 24-7 or the other. That's the law of service. You cannot serve both. You cannot serve both. You cannot serve one six days and the other one and think that you're going to serve both, especially if you get the other one six days. You can't even give him one day. You can't give him one second. You either serve God or you serve mammon. You will hate the one and love the other. That's the law of service. You must serve God 24-7 with one thought to glorify him in your life so others can see Jesus. And then Jesus will be honing you to be more and more like that because you, that's your will and you give it to God. Now he'll work it out in your life as you are able to handle it because he's a gentle say. He said, I have many things to tell you, Gregory, but if I laid it all on you now, it would overwhelm you. Uh, walk with me. 
and I'll talk with you by the way. Keep your mind stayed on me. Don't be thinking about mammon 24, six days a week or even five, eight hours, six days a week. Keep your mind stayed on me. Let's walk together, Gregory. Sabbath will bring us to walking with God 24-7. Because you know what? In order to remember to keep it holy, if you're going to be holy, you can do no work. Well, who's doing the work? Jesus. And then it will be the work of righteousness that will build up the kingdom of God. And we'll see God adding unto us. So when they say, well, you can't buy a cell, we say, so what? Because you never supplied it anyway. I've been keeping the Sabbath. Sabbath's been keeping me. Uh, I'm going to throw this out right at you right now. The Sabbath wasn't made for you to keep it holy because you can't. The Sabbath was given to keep you holy. And that's why it's going to seal us. Because I used to say, well, Lord, this thing is supposed to be the seal, and we're struggling to try to keep it. How in the world is going to seal us? We're struggling to keep it holy in the easy times. Struggling. No threat on us, but we're saying... Uh, when is it over? Lord have mercy. Is the sun down yet? Let the sun go down at 9 o'clock. We really. Oh, now, now, now I can. Now, let's have, pull out the popcorn, turn on the, let's have a party. We really Sunday keepers because that's our day of rest. Anyway, uh, when we get this thing, I'm saying things in joke to keep, but really there's some truth in that. Not that we don't love the Lord. It's we, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we think it's lack of knowledge of some facts. It's the lack of knowledge of him. Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Give us ears to hear. For the Spirit saith to the church. In Jesus' name. This message was recorded at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.